Hello, uh, I'm Dr. Terry James Gingras, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat. This is a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. And someday I'll go off on a tangent about that because ADHD is characterized by a lot of behavior problems that look like you're just a bad kid or the product of bad parenting. And that's not the case at all. That's, but that's what some of your relatives will tell you, especially over this holiday season. But I want to talk about something different today. Okay, I'll tell you the usual. I am a clinical psychologist and neuropsychologist. I have been in private practice for about 40 years now. <clears throat> and most of that time, I have been working with at least some ADHD. Uh, the last 20 years, it's been a lot of ADHD. Uh, diagnosis, treatment, parent instruction, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm also, by the way, the parent of an ADHD child. And I also have apparently married into a whole tribe of people with a lot of ADHD. So I have relatives. Uh, I'll tell you, Thanksgiving uh, back in the day when uh, the, my in-laws were alive, Got a little wild on, on occasion. So I know a lot about ADHD. I've lived it. I've treated it. I've studied it like crazy. Because back in the day when my son was showing some signs of something, we weren't sure what, what, what it was, ADHD didn't even exist as a diagnosis. So you can imagine the, or maybe you can't, but the research base on that was horrible almost totally lacking. But then in 1980, 80, ADD, 80, yeah, ADHD, no, 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 I'm sorry, ADD was diagnosed as uh, a condition, and then in 1987, ADHD was diagnosed. Okay, but I want to talk about dopamine, okay, for those of you who aren't neuropsychologists or Neurologist, dopamine is a neurotransmitter. It is um, what we think is the main problem in ADHD is that they metabolize it faster than the normal brain. So they're always at a discrepancy. Okay, and dopamine, dopamine is involved in pleasure, reward, motivation, memory, and attention. And... Uh, Low levels of, I mean, the main way that stimulant medication works with ADHD kids or adults for that matter uh, is because it increases the dopamine levels. Uh, you know, and frankly, most physicians are, who work with ADHD will tell you that that's still the best way to go. It's the most efficient, that is, it works the fastest once you get it, the right dosage kind of worked out. Um, you know, all you have to do is remember to take your medication on time and, and you're, you're in pretty good shape usually for most people. However, there are always going to be people who don't want to take it or say they can't take it for a variety of reasons that are kind of odd when you think about it. Uh, ADHD causes more damage to people's lives 
than almost any psychiatric diagnosis. And um, it does it in sneaky, quiet ways. Uh, you know, you're not hearing voices or anything. You're just, <laughs> that's the problem. You can't hear the voices because you're not paying attention. Those kinds of things, uh, you know, mean that academic performance is not what it could be, not what the uh, capacity of the individual is, because he or she can't bring the intellect to bear on the task at hand. And so that's why, that's why, uh, you know, you get all these really bright people who don't have much academic performance, who, you know, maybe made it through high school on the five-year plan. You know, uh, some of them managed to make it through college, but it was usually a struggle. I mean, five years, six years, you know, to get what was usually a four-year degree. Uh, and so it, it has a significant impact on people. But if, if the medication isn't working and it isn't, um, well, you feel like you can't take it, let's just say that. There are some things you can do, okay? And I want to emphasize that these are not as strong as the medication. But some people, including some well-known writers in the area of ADHD, maintain that they use some of these strategies rather than use medication. Okay, the first one is exercise. Okay, um, and the estimates on how long that holds. I mean, exercise causes your dopamine levels to go up. Uh, I've heard estimates all the way from eight hours uh, to two hours. So it's a little bit un unclear how long your, your, uh, your dopamine levels will stay high. But just the fact that you did about 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes of exercise, uh, and it can be either aerobic or uh, resistance training. Um, but you want to get your, you know, you want to get your heart and lungs going. And uh, that usually, uh, well, a lot of people claim that that's all they do is, you know, they run, they run a lot usually, and it helps them um, uh, regulate everything so they don't have to depend on medication. And you know, I say I've been talking running, but any almost any anything you do, bike riding, uh, brisk walking, uh, rowing, um, does the same thing. So it has the it. It's a natural thing that you. We should all be doing it anyway, and um, it increases your dopamine levels. And next, there are some diet things. Now, diet. Um, you know, I am of the generation that has been fed more baloney about diet uh, than any generation in history. Uh, we we have been, you know, we've been duped into believing cholesterol is the big enemy in heart disease and, and other things. But here's what we know. Uh, if you eat high-protein foods, that will cause your dopamine level to go up. You want to limit saturated fat. You want to eat foods that are rich in magnesium and tyrosine, and that's like almonds, avocados, bananas, beans, chicken, 
green leafy vegetables, green tea, lima beans, oatmeal, oranges, pears, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, tomatoes, turmeric, watermelon, and wheat germ. And you also want to consider vitamin supplements for iron, B6, and niacin. Uh, the next area is gut health. You, want, you know, the whole leaky gut thing that uh, is very popular right now, but basically consider taking probiotics, which should increase your dopamine levels as well. Meditation uh, is one of those things that is helpful for increasing um, increasing your dopamine. Uh, you got to make sure you get enough sleep. And a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times ADHDers, they're real erratic when it comes to their sleep. I mean, your body basically, left to its own devices, uh, will establish a schedule. Uh, you go, you'll go to sleep at about the same time. You'll get up in the morning at about the same time. And this has happened, you know, they put people in caves, you know, where there's no light, so they can't tell what the day and what the night is, but they will still establish a routine. ADHDers uh, kind of fight that. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll want to stay up all night and then sleep all morning a couple of days, and then they'll just well, think they can crash. Oh, for 12, 15 hours, but you you want it steady, you want it on a regular pattern, uh, and, um, you know, you about eight hours of sleep a night. You know, these people who say, oh, I only need four, uh, baloney, <laughs> okay? Uh, you may be able to survive with only four hours of sleep, but you aren't at your optimal best. The other thing is you need to get outdoors and get exposed to sunlight, also, just the natural, you know, being out, say, in the woods uh, uh, where you, you get some sun, you get some fresh air, uh, you're not inside in a stuffy building that's, you know, you're breathing the same recycled air as everybody else. But anyway, so that's um, important. And just generally, it's pleasurable activities increase dopamine. You know, they always talk about, you know, uh, dog companion or animal companions and that sort of thing. And um, that, that works, you know, if you're petting a, a dog that, you, you know, you like being around and that sort of stuff, uh, that will increase your dopamine levels. And uh, other things, you know, like listening to, to music that you enjoy, Probably not crash metal, that sort of stuff, but, you know, uh, reasonably pleasant sounding music will normally help you increase your dopamine levels. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, people have a hobby that they really get into and just love the heck out of. I know a lot of people who just read, you know, but they read fiction that they love, you know, and it's usually not the high level stuff, although for some people it is, but you know, reading like science fiction or uh, romance novels or that sort of stuff that they just enjoy, do it for the pure pleasure of it. And that also will increase your dopamine levels. And one last thing, uh, uh, caffeine, now coffee particularly, will also increase your dopamine levels, but it does it 
in a slightly reverse method. It doesn't increase the metab or the uh, the building of dopamine, the secretion of dopamine. It slows down the metabolism, which is the net effect of increasing dopamine levels. Okay, um, you know, I remember I was talking to uh, some woman about her family, um, whether or not they had ADHD or, you know, that sort of thing. It was, she had, I think she had a, a, a child that had been diagnosed with ADHD, probably by me, if she was talking to me. Um, and you know, my, there's, you know, you say, you keep saying it's a, a genetically transmitted, but I, I don't have any history of that. I said, okay, anybody in your family, uh, drink a lot of coffee. And she got this funny look in her, on her face, like I'd smacked her on the forehead or something. Oh, I said, my mother, she used to drink eight or 10 cups of coffee a day. There we go. Okay. Um, those of us who love our coffee, uh, you know, we know it, it helps us concentrate, even though many of us have not been diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> Maybe yet, but who knows? Okay, so those are you know those are like eight different things that you can do uh, to, and even if you're on medication, it can be helpful in uh, helping the medication work work better. So that's me for this week. I am Dr. Terry James Gingrass. Uh, my website is terrygingrassphd.com. Uh, you can sign up for different things uh, that we're offering, and we're constantly offering new stuff. Uh, right now, I'm in the midst of uh, uh, trying to get a few more uh, coaching customers. I have been doing coaching for uh, a little over a decade, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe longer than that, now that I think about it, but that's not neither here nor there. I'm certified, and um, I my I do a lot of work with uh, executives and entrepreneurs with ADHD. And um, if you'd like uh, to do an interview and just see, you know, if we are we're a good match, um, you can get to me on my uh, on on that website, and we will, um, you know. Once you, I've got a thing that where, where you, it's an automatic scheduler, so you just put in uh, some time, you know, a time or two where we can do the just the 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 free first session, and like I said, just see if we match very well. So think about that if you're uh, interested, and uh, you don't have to be an executive um, or an entrepreneur, but uh, those are the people I sort of semi-specialize in, shall we say. Um, and, uh, I have a book uh, that's called strategic parenting and that's on, uh, on Amazon and, uh, actually it's doing pretty well. I haven't marketed it at all, but we're, we're getting, getting a lot of these little notifications from Amazon. Oh, we got, we got some money for you. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, but, uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing that, and I'm also will be starting some uh, some support groups or membership groups 
um, pretty soon uh, for ADHD parents, probably mostly. And uh, we'll let you know when we, we do a little more of that. Okay. So, oh, and I have a um, podcast, which is the same title as this one, Dr. G's ADHD Chat. And it's... A lot of it is stuff that I've covered here, but a lot of it is just different stuff that I, I do for a slightly different audience. But, you know, if you're on one of any of the, the big uh, podcast delivering people, uh, give us a listen. Okay, we will catch you next week.